0: Thursday, July 19th, this is Postmarkdom 15, I'm Scott Southard.
1: And I'm Tim Crisp, your host, and you are not Scott Southard. Wait, what? <laughs> you, hold on, if you're Scott Southard, then who was I just helping move into that house? Alright. Jesse? <laughs> Jesse, and Jesse's boyfriend. This is Pat Creed. Hey everybody. Our guest host for the week, and let me t- let me tell you about something. Let me tell you something about Pat Creed. Uh, not many people know about this, but this is this is my first foray into podcasting. I was your first. You were my first, and you'll always be my best. Ooh. Pat Pat and I started a podcast in twenty twelve called The Double Noggin Knocker which I still think best podcast name that has ever beautiful
0: podcast name I still can't believe that that wasn't taken
1: and I haven't seen it come up and And we were looking at uh, we were looking at podcast names for this one and there was uh there was there was one that i'm not even i'm not even going to dignify with saying the name of this podcast that was already taken i'm mm-hmm. not going to i'm not going to send people off into the yeah 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 but you know what i did is uh, i was mad at these people and then i listened to their podcast for about 3 minutes and you know what i gave it thumbs down i gave it a one star review on itunes take that yeah take that and you know what their first one so I don't think we have any. But all that being said, I looked again, Double Noggin Knocker not taken. All right. So if you're looking for
0: a great name of a podcast, don't you dare take the Double Noggin knock Knocker.
1: We used to, we used to do that from uh from an apartment that Scott and I lived in in uh in Bucktown, and that was an exciting time uh, to be getting back into wrestling for me. You You were a freaking lifer. You never really left, did you? Yeah,
0: I haven't really left wrestling. I started the first, uh, so I was born in December of 87. um, Sagittarius, just like me. Yeah, yeah. After WrestleMania took place, WrestleMania 3 took place. That's the first memory I have. Like, my brother was a huge pro wrestling fan. And I distinctly remember watching WrestleMania 3 on beta. Whoa. Yeah, cuz he would watch it all the time and we had the beta tape of it. Um so like I've been hooked since um I did a brief respite in I don't know 2006
1: 7 in and around there. You
0: know when I was trying to be a cool college freshman and oh
1: yeah so you leaving. so you took it through high school oh yeah man you were the the wrestling you were the wrestling dork in high school for sure um and were you doing rumble radio then in Uh, high school yeah
0: so I uh so I started doing you know podcasting radio when I was in high school um me and a few friends Kevin Callum Peter Creighton uh some of our uh, buddies here um we we hosted a radio show On on the airwaves called Rumble Radio, um, which was really, really cool because there weren't a ton of shows like that. There were maybe two or three in England and maybe three or four here in the States that we were aware of that were like producing live weekly on air content um about pro wrestling and we got into like you know archiving and things like that this was before but this was 2006 2007 podcasting really wasn't a thing
1: oh yeah um
0: so we did weekly stuff and uh the thing that we always tried to do with our show was that we were the personalities you know um growing up I was also a huge Howard Stern fan and you I would listen to Howard Stern with or without guests because I was sold on their characters.
1: Yeah, you spend you spend enough time and that's like who you're coming yes. for.
0: Yes, the people of the show. So I like, mean
1: anybody uh, who listens to Better Yet or As You Were, I'm sure can totally relate to that. Yeah, totally. Um,
0: so like that's what I want to do. I didn't want to sell on guests. You know, it was great when we have a big guest because our numbers would go up, but I wanted people to be able to listen to us and like like us as people, characters, you know, how we did that. Um, and so through there, um, I got hooked up with uh, Shimmer Women Athletes. Um, it was during that time, like, independent wrestling. I fell in love with Ring of Honor in, like, 2003, 2004. and yeah, uh,
1: That's like the golden era of Ring of Honor. Too. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I got to know Dave Prazak because he, because he publicly posted his AOL screen name. Uh-huh. And it was... Dave Prezek. Uh so <laughs> and you, I and you were Sting twenty seven <laughs> Sting right? twenty seven still have that AOL email. Please don't spam it. Um, so like he and I would go back and forth on AIM, and like I became kind of friendly with him, and uh, I got hooked up with Shimmer, and like Dave put us um, put Rumble Radio in touch with Ed Schuman, who was the promoter of and you excuse me NWA Midwest, which is where people like uh, amazing kong tyler black uh people like that used to go and work all the time very iwa mid-south early days of aw were very tied in with uh nwa Mid- midwest so through mike or excuse me through dave through ed uh i met mike petkovich and danny daniels at AEW, so I've done work with AEW, I've done work with Shimmer. Are you
1: still, are you still what's your relationship with AEW now? Cause you're, I mean, you, at least you get us up in those, those type balconies. Yeah. I'm Is that like, just cause you're, cause you're a cool guy. I'm a, and I'm a, likes a
0: I always like put someone, my buddy Joey Eastman once described me as one of professional wrestling's very good friends. Yeah. And I think that's a good like description of it because like I don't, I don't want to get, you know, involved with it i'll help them set up i'll help sell merchandise at shimmer if you ever come to a shimmer show i'm taking your tickets i'm selling you dvds like it's something i love to do long days but they are great days you know i love doing that with aw it's like all right i'm gonna show up i'm gonna hang out um i'm gonna buy a few beers people are gonna buy me a few beers and just watch good wrestling and we get dope views at uh logan square because of it
1: yeah which is nice. It's 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 nice to have to have good friends. Yes. Friends that are that are that are in the rough for you yes. so that when you show up and you're just like, oh yeah, don't I'm just going up here. You know. You know the people that I know know people who Mm -hmm. know people but are you and you're still doing work with shimmer which is really cool because that's that's brought you you know you've been doing that for as long as i've known you yeah yeah you got a lot of a lot of uh relationships there with Mm -hmm. people that you've been able to to watch go all the way
0: yeah i mean it's really really cool
1: uh i know you didn't come up here to name drop so i'll just i'll just say it for you that watching watching you watch bailey and ruby riot at wrestlemania and watching them on tv is has become one of the the biggest sources of joy that i get out of wrestling which is like you know it's it's the equivalent of of seeing a band play in a basement sure, absolutely and, and then you're going to see them you know no question headline about the it. metro
0: yep and i think that's where that like uh you know the the very similar storylines, very similar, like life paths between professional wrestling and punk music come in together. You know, it's, it's, you know, the people who like pro wrestling, people who like punk music are outcast and like, look as weirdos by the mainstream. Yes. And that's why it's, I think it's very much so, uh, when CM Punk in 2011 came out and like got people back into wrestling, it sort of merged the two communities where you see so many Bullet Club T-shirts at a punk show, and you see you know Menzingers T-shirts at a WWE show. Like right, that's, that's totally.
1: wild. It, yeah, it's it's been. I think it's been fun to see like kind of the those paths like coming together because I think it's something that you know you wear you wear your wrestling badge maybe you know underneath. Mm-hmm. Uh, your outside layer sure. but it's something sure. that when it comes out and when you're around people it's like oh my god like you know we can talk about this all day and, and punk is the, the same way when Absolutely. you find someone who you know is is in it the same way that you're in it it's a bond is there you can break through mm-hmm. all of the shit
0: yeah and and I think that's something that's, that's cool like you know um, uh, you're much older than I am uh, Tim <laughs> And, uh, but you know, entering my third decade in life, I've just kind of like, you know, in this, this started to come like really into fruition. I know a lot of people like grow into themselves in college, but mine wasn't until I was after college, maybe, you know, like 24, 25, where I really just started to think, you know, I don't give a shit what people think about me. Like I'm, I'm just yeah. going to be me, you know? Uh, and so that's how I am now. And, uh, I work at a high school now, which is really, really cool. Um, and I will every. You know, chance I get, I'll wear a wrestling T-shirt or a punk T-shirt. And it's really cool. There's another teacher who's a wrestling fan, too. And we will wear WWE T-shirts or indie wrestling T-shirts. And then all of a sudden, the next chance, there might be one kid who's got that, you know, Roman Reigns T-shirt on. Uh And I'm standing in the hallway and I'm going, yo, dude, that's a sick Roman Reigns T-shirt. Just like, yeah, I'm a dork. And I really wish at 16, someone said, hey, it's really cool that you're a
1: dork. Yeah. So, you know, that's,
0: and that's what I'm looking to do now. So that's a lot of fun.
1: Well, it's, it's good to have you here. It's great to be here, Tim. Thank you for offering. And, and, and it's a very welcome. I tried to keep a lid on it. I didn't want to tell Scott that, that this is what was going down, but then I, I told him today, but. Um, oh no! Was he mad like, at me? Like, you know what? He, I was I was uh, I was christening his uh, his bathroom. Christening, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a it was a two flusher, and uh, and I'm sitting there, and he's he's talking to he's talking to Jesse about about where uh, where he could put his comic books. Like, <laughs> oh well, do you think the comic book shelf could go good right here? <laughs> She's like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> loser that's what she said and then uh but and i was listening to it it was it's pretty funny could you hear it over your balls yeah okay um but yeah i mean and 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 we you know since since we've met and i think that our our friendship was kind of uh really solidified i mean it was solidified at at wrestlemania 27 at your yeah. house watching watching that and yep but uh, you know, going to Money in the Bank together yep. was, I think, huge. And yeah. that that was a big summer to be a wrestling fan. I think it's most people. I think who are who are in their twenties and beyond who are wrestling fans really latched onto that time. Sure. And, and I just uh, you know getting back into it and getting back into it with you and with with Ben and Scott and Marla was always uh, you know that's. Uh, a real a real bond of friendship was formed, and it's nice to have you on here. I feel like that you and and Ben and Marla have kind of become like the uh, the people that are oft referred to on the show. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's nice to have you here. And I mean, we had kind of an exciting week of pro wrestling. That it's been a busy week for pro wrestling. It's been really busy, and like I think that this summer too, um, you know, it's. It feels a lot like homework. It always feels like homework, but at the same time, we've got all this stuff in New Japan that's happening right now. G1 is is going down, and I feel like I'm I'm behind. I
0: I haven't seen a second of the G1. I've been like this is so I work in a school, and normally I don't work, uh, like most days. During I'll go in every now and then, but the past two weeks I've been at work every day yeah just for other reasons uh-huh. um and now i'm like okay uh i'm i'm gonna need to catch up on g1 I'm and i th- a
1: problem too we just we just had to fire someone at the cafe yeah and i'm um, picking up all these extra people. hours yeah you know what it's i'm trying to hire people Mm-hmm. i say check your email they don't check their email like how do you how do you all right I've watched the first couple of days of G One. Okay. it's fantastic. <laughs> I can't it's wait. There. I can't wait. It's there, but it's like it's it's tough when for me I'm a I'm a Wednesday is my wrestling catch up day. All right. I watch Raw on Hulu and then I half watch SmackDown on Hulu and I'm like, all right, let's get some things done in the vicinity of the TV where uh, where wrestling is playing right now. And uh, but you know I think after after extreme rules i was a little excited this week to kind of see what the fallout was going to be because that show pretty all over the place but very all over the place a lot a lot of plot moving yeah. happening on that one what did you think of extreme rules in general overall I'd,
0: i don't know i thought it was um you know i think i think every year after wrestlemania wwe always just hits it hits a downfall like it's always consistently it's almost like hey we know that our ratings are going to go down in the summer so we'll just kind of book stuff that not everybody's gonna like and I feel that extreme rules epitomize that to
1: the highest order which was to me kind of strange because I felt like the placement of money in the bank and the stakes that have been applied to money in the bank this year as selling it really as the fifth. We're gonna not it's not gonna yeah. be a big four anymore, it's gonna be a big five. Absolutely. Money in the bank was a huge show. I agree. And a lot happened and you and it's one of those shows too that you could see like a lot of thought went into the booking of like let's find a way to make as much of this memorable as we can. Having Alexa win and then cash in, just having Ronda on, Ronda on the show yep, absolutely. was enough. And, you know, the uh, the finishing of the AJ and Nakamura rivalry all culminating there. Obviously, the two latter matches. Mm-hmm. I was, like, kind of coming out of Money in the Bank thinking, like, okay, road to SummerSlam. Let's do it. And this one was kind of weird it's kind of trying it's hard to figure out where they're going so to take
0: it back to money in the bank um uh i i I agree with your sentiments exactly but i don't even think i would say coming out of money in the bank i was anxious to see how it was going i would say entering the men's money in the bank match i was so excited to see how things could go and then the end result of that match uh i just thought it was gonna be sick Like it just, uh, um, it was a letdown. It was the biggest letdown. It was so boring. Like I, um, I, 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 I have
1: a, let's air, let's, you got an ax to grind with Braun Strowman. I, I, here is my ax to grind with Braun Strowman. Uh,
0: Braun Strowman is, um, the exact same thing as John Cena. He is the exact same thing as Roman Reigns. He is the exact same thing as Triple H in 2004 and five, And nobody bats an eyelash at Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman is the new thing that Vince McMahon wants to shove down your throat. And uh, I, I, I will very self-admit, I have nothing to do with wrestling internet. I don't go on... Squared Circle. I don't go on Reddit. I don't read any of that stuff. On, I just.
1: On this, at this point, at this juncture in mm-hmm. time. I think I think you should not be involved in any internet of any time. <laughs> it's just it's it's. But then, it's how would I listen to your show? I mean, yeah, obviously here, but I think anything, anything with a feed. I posted I posted this thing uh, recently, and it was it was a picture of a uh, of a of a station wagon, a Subaru station wagon that was just covered in like lefty bumper stickers, mm-hmm. and I just said. Twitter, because that's what it is. Like, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at it. and It's like, yeah, oh my god, right? I forgot. Like everything is fucking broken, and everybody is horrible. Especially uh, the people that are on the same side as you, but uh, but wrestling Twitter and and Reddit wrestling it's, it's Twitter. A tough, it's a tough zone. It's horrible. Um, but
0: I I mean it's, but I still see people that anything Braun Strowman does, people cheer him, and when he has. Terrible storylines and terrible promos. People cheer him, and I think those are the same people that Roman Reigns will go out there and put on a fucking clinic, and they'll boo him because he's Roman Reigns. Yeah, and I don't. And I, I just think that's very, 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 very hypocritical. And so I think, I just I'm. You. I don't like Braun Strowman. I don't like Braun Strowman. Yeah. I think I think Braun Strowman can be very, very, very impressive. Braun Strowman um, as a uh, bully who is just constantly harassing and going after someone who is smaller than him, someone who is not as strong as him, uh, and laughing at it is the work of uh, you know a, a bad guy, a heel, and. Um, right now, he's being cheered doing that, and I just think that's
1: ridiculous. I, I had think it's—I have I, a, I, I, I I a real it, bone to pick with the Kevin Owens thing. Yeah. And when they tagged up and they were in a tag team, I was like, when they won that match, I was thinking, you know what? This could be really, really good. This is a very good pairing of a tag team. Like this could be like a buddy comedy. Yeah. And you know the idea that. That Braun is kind of, you know, always sort of, like, flicking Kevin's ear or something like that, but they still win matches and they work well together. I really like that, that arc. Sure. But then, you know, they go outside and he just, like, destroys his car. Yeah. And I'm like, what is? what are we gaining from that? And it reminded me... See, this summer of Braun Strowman reminded me... I remember watching uh, Wrestling With You. And it was the beginning of the Roman push. Mm-hmm. And it was a setup for, for the drive-by on the outside. Uh-huh. And Roman's, Roman's running up and he, and he does the kick. And you just say something like, Well, that's the new 619 and... That was kind of, I think, the building sentiment on Roman there, which is, you know, here's the guy that's coming out of the shield with the push, and people are kind of starting to wane on him a little bit. And the cracks in, you know, in Roman, then I think we're showing. And in a lot of ways, I feel like that's starting to happen with Braun, where. He's kind of becoming a one trick pony and they're sticking with a thing that's not doing service to him or to the people that he's matched up with. Absolutely. not. I think that people are starting to at least and, and, you know, not to say people because I don't I try not to spend too much time on what other people are saying out there also. But I'm feeling less invested, more indifferent and indifference. That's the worst. That's bad.
0: Yeah, that's bad. It's just like I'm not actively against Braun Strowman, but when they announce a Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens steel cage match, I just go. I have no desire to see that. None. I don't want to see that. I don't think it will be interesting. Um, It wasn't until the final uh, move of the match, which was a spectacular visual. Yeah. Um, Absolutely incredible. Arguably, the only thing that lived up to the extreme rules moniker on the show.
1: That was a that was a little weird uh, on the extreme rules front. That there wasn't really much. Uh, yeah. Extreme ruling.
0: It wasn't very out of control, um, so I think that hurt the pay per view. Uh, and I think the the rumor um, uh, that the uh, Iron Man match was supposed to open the show. And uh, Lashley and Roman was supposed to close the show. Um, I think that was a mistake to put the Iron Man match on last.
1: See, I don't know if I agree with that because when that match started, I looked at my phone and it was 9:10, and I was like, oh. This is going into sudden death. Mm-hmm. And because we were all kind of like, why is there a 30-minute Iron Man match when all the matches that they've had have been, you know, 25 minutes plus? Yeah. Um, so I see, all right, 30-minute Iron Man match, and you've got 50 minutes left on your pay-per-view. My immediate thought is like, this is sudden death. Sure. And I thought that with that in mind and with that going into it, the quick falls and the way that that match was booked – I was like, "This is fucking fantastic" because they're actually able to tell a story of a comeback, as it would occur, like in a sporting event sure. with points and all that. Sure. So I was, I was stoked on that. I, we can get to what really sucked the air out of, uh, out of that.
0: Here's where I think that that's, and and this will be a good transition into the point that you want to bring up is that you are putting a thirty-minute match with two wrestlers. You know, like you know, everyone in the building knew that going into it, Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins were going to put on a professional wrestling match. There was going to be headlocks. There was going to be chin locks. There was going to be that stuff. You know, They can't go and take chairs and all that sort of stuff. They can't do that. This is going to be a wrestling match. At the end of a five-hour show. Uh-huh. And I just think that... Right now, professional wrestling live crowds can't handle that. Ergo, they started to entertain themselves. Sure. Which drastically took away from what they were trying to tell. You could tell in the middle of that match that Ziggler and Rollins were mentally thrown off because they didn't have the crowd. The crowd cared about the clock. They didn't care what was happening in the ring. They cared about the Drew McIntyre spot, and then they
1: cared about the last. Well, they cared about two minutes. Yeah, they cared about not having the clock again. Yes. And so, so, and you bring up a good point. The fact that these things, uh, it's a, it's a marathon that mm-hmm. you're that you're expecting people to sit through, and you know I can go back to WrestleMania. Where the wrestling match on that card, the wrestling match that I've been looking forward to for two years mm-hmm. is AJ Styles and Nakamura at we're, WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. We're three hours into it. I'm fucking beat. Yeah. I'm having a hard time just like, you know, going and put and placing myself into the fact that all right. Everything that's happening here is going to be a lot more subtle. There's going to be a lot more storytelling that's not going to be as obvious to the, mm-hmm. you know, last row all the way up in the corner. And yeah, I think that I think that it makes a whole lot of sense that the last match on this show should not be a, a thirty minute Iron Man a match. thirty minute Iron Man match between two wrestlers. I do not believe that.
0: Uh, and again, hindsight will always be twenty twenty. but I do not believe that they would have had a problem with the audience had that match opened the pay-per-view. Due to the fact that I think the audience would still be into it and excited. Now, you would have had separate problems had you put Roman and Lashley last. Yeah. And that would have had separate problems that we have seen with any of Roman's matches over the past six months.
1: Right. So... Here's the thought: Have we reached a point where, um, you know, they weren't mad at the Roman Lashley match on this show? Do they just have to be mad at something? Like, would the is is there something that's getting shit on in this show? Regardless, I got so mad about the fact that it's clock that that you're you're looking at a clock and that's like what you've decided is going to be your entertainment that you paid your money. To come and see. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that was my kind of knee-jerk reaction. Is like, oh, well, they've got to shit on something. They decided it's not going to be Roman tonight. It's just going to be something that's like, oh, here's something that we can do to entertain ourselves while the action is happening in the ring.
0: I think this just goes back to uh, professional wrestling is very much so a uh, very small niche part of society. Um, you know. However, but it reflects what's happening outside in society, and right now, um, everybody needs to shit on something. Everybody needs to shit on something, um, and for the most, you know, some of those things matter. You know, some of those things right. uh, are are things that people should shit on stuff for. Um, but uh, with 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 internet, with social media, with all that sort of stuff. Um, Fans now believe that I'm going to tell them what I hate. Yeah. I hate Roman Reigns. So I'm going to pay $200 for these four tickets to go and tell them that I hate Roman Reigns because that's going to show Vince McMahon how much I'm serious about how I hate Roman Reigns. Um, And that goes back to when we went to that uh, house show in March. You know, the crowd was pretty quiet most of the night. They got very, very excited when Brock Lesnar and Kane happened. And then all the air was sucked out of the arena when that match lasted six seconds. And Brock Lesnar left. Um, So they wanted to, they, they all looked forward to booing John Cena versus Roman Reigns. As the main event. And you and I and our friends are sitting there going, You fucking paid for this show Uh to sit here and scream about how the two guys who are main eventing the show you paid for suck. What fucking sense does that make? You can leave too if you don't like this.
1: Which is my favorite part of it like leave yes and I feel like leaving makes makes the true statement because if you if you don't like what's happening to such an extent and you are sitting on the hard cam walk out because that's a visual that's That's something that they are gonna have to work around um and 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 yeah and I think that that's that's really funny to me and it is it's pretty hilarious the idea that like we are we've reached a point of like meta awareness in pro wrestling to such an extent that this guy has been able to generate like legitimate heat from people who think that they know better than to boo a bad guy we
0: sat next to a guy at that show who looked at a kid who was being held in his dad's arms and this guy
1: says, "Boo him, Roman fucking sucks." To a child, yeah. To a child, you remember that? You remember that guy when I started giving him? I started giving him lip. Yes. And then, and then I was like, I was like, "Hey, did you see Naito over at uh, Logan Square when he was here a couple of months ago?" And he's like, "No, missed that one." And I was like, I was like, "Oh yeah, he uh, he headlined Wrestle Kingdom. Did you watch that?" He's like, "Yeah." Yeah, I watched Jericho and Omega. I was like, "Oh, you watched the WWE guy?" Yeah, I haven't told that story on the podcast, but that was that was a proud moment of mine.
0: And And a good (laughs) summation of that story too. (laughs) Um,
1: You know, it's it's insane, right? This the the, this juncture that we're at, though. Yes, where, where people here's the thing, though, is that people are going to do this, and they're. There's really no way that you can talk a crowd out of doing something. Absolutely not. So you know where where do we go? Where do we go from here? And, and not to say that that my that my assertion is is necessarily true. That like oh the crowd's got to got to shit on something. But we gotta we still got a Roman problem, and we're still working around a Roman problem. I
0: think that the problem is not so much Roman as I think the problem is that the crowd now thinks that they are the show. They don't think what's in the ring is the show. And part of that reasoning is because of how much emphasis is put on, uh, you know, big crowds like Chicago crowds, New York crowds, Brooklyn crowds, things like that. They put a lot of emphasis on, oh, hey, this is one of the noisiest crowds and you should make a lot of noise. And so the crowd says, well, how are we going to make noise? Mm -hmm. Oh, we're going to, throw beach balls when we don't like something because we're going to entertain ourselves. We're going to do the wave because we don't like what's being presented in the ring. Okay? Um, and that that's just going over the fact that there are fucking wrestling fans that have, fans have verified Twitter accounts, you know, that are celebrities in the wrestling world uh, because they're on camera a lot. And it's this idea that, and again, this just goes back to the culture of YouTube stars and Twitter stars and Twitch stars. Like, there are, like, think of, there are guys who play video games who are fucking multi-millionaires for playing games on a computer. Like, it's just, it's it's this culture that you can have instant celebrity status just by doing something within your own niche. Well, yeah, I own, mean, I, like... I
1: got a hard time walking down the street at this point. Well, I like, mean, you're a very I, important person. I, I don't go to too many shows anymore because it's just like I got
0: just... <sighs> Another autograph.
1: Right. And, I, and I'm and i like, well, y- y'all, like, I came here to see, see the band. It's great that you came here because... To see me. To see me because I interviewed the band, so you figured that I would be coming here too. Yeah. But like... This is what it's all about, really. Yeah. And that's what I, I just, I hate when everybody forgets what it's all about.
0: Yeah. And so you're saying that facetiously, but it's true. There's a lot of truth in there's that, right. of truth there, that, There's a lot so of truth to that. So I think the idea of fans hijacking shows is not going to go anywhere. Um, because uh, the people who will be the loudest will be the ones who should just leave. You know, so, and I, I think that idea is going to continue and that idea is going to further, uh, you know, further do that. I mean, you look at UK crowds and you look at how much fun those crowds have, right? Uh, if you watch the recent uh, UK Championship tournament, those two nights, two very excellent oh, so pro wrestling good. shows, yeah. and watch the crowd. The crowd does shit that is very clearly meant to entertain the crowd. But it's putting heat on that guy in the ring. Yeah. Every time they do the who are you chant, it it's because it's putting heat on the bad guy in the ring. When they do the chant, that's like, stand up if you
1: hate Tim Crisp. And
0: everybody stands up. Oh, they I, are I, entertaining. I, I,
1: I, I have a really hard time thinking that would happen. Okay. Well, you know, I'm just giving an example. I'm trying to apply that to somebody else. Sure. A, a, a hateable uh, person. You know, uh, but that's just.
0: They are entertaining themselves while putting heat in the ring.
1: Yeah. I,
0: the majority of American wrestling fans can't do that, I don't think.
1: Well, it was. I think that there's a, a pretty... It's pretty telling having just gone to uh, NXT and then Money in the Bank where someone tried to throw a beach ball at NXT. Yeah. And it got... Great point. Great it point. got stomped out immediately. CM like, Punk chants as it. well. Right. All of that shit... No, but when it was going during uh, Roman and Jinder, it's like, couldn't it's like it. you couldn't couldn't get, couldn't enough, get, enough, of get enough of it. It was like it was like give me more beach balls and more CM Punk chats. But I would say that there is you know a little bit of bringing this back to Extreme Rules. Roman lost. Roman lost clean, clean. as to a Bobby whistle. Lashley as a whistle, uh, which I think is a. Uh, is a very good look for mm-hmm. him. It's something that he needs. It's also does great things for Bobby Lashley, who has really turned the corner. I didn't like, I didn't like what he was doing when he, when he came in the moment he started going after Roman. Yeah. It got interesting really quickly.
0: Make it. Bobby Lashley is the type of guy who I believe wants to win the title for no other reason than he wants to be the best. That's what professional wrestling is all about. We can have these silly things with his sisters and an obstacle course uh, and yada, yada, yada. And that doesn't garner any sympathy for me. When he says, I want to be the best and I know I can be the best if I beat Roman Reigns. And now I know I can be the best and I'm going to be the guy that's going to bring the universal championship home. Yeah, I'm going to cheer for Bobby Lashley. Because I am I want that title on TV, you know? Like, yeah. So I'm going to cheer for Bobby Lashley. And right now, if I'm a wrestling fan, Roman Reigns has lost to Brock Lesnar a bunch and has looked very vulnerable. He's looked beatable. He's gotten his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar. So I don't know if Roman can beat Brock Lesnar, no matter what. Yeah, there was a controversial finish in that cage match, but even without that, like Roman got lucky, yeah, in that match. So I don't know if Roman can beat Brock in a one-on-one situation. But what about Bobby Lashley? I don't know yet. Right. So I want to see something we haven't seen. I want to see Bobby Lashley face Brock Lesnar because maybe he can be the guy to bring the belt home. And I want that belt back on WWE TV.
1: I think everybody does.
0: So if Bobby Lashley, <laughs> except for Scott. <laughs> um, so I like if Bobby Lashley's gonna be that guy, awesome.
1: And I think that like it's, I, I think that that thinking is, it's something that's been missing. I think to to an extent with with Brock gone, it's like, well Roman's the one who's in pursuit. Why isn't anybody in pursuit of Roman? Thank you. That has not happened in months. Absolutely. So now Roman is looking vulnerable. Um, we had a triple threat match. Well, on
0: Roman looked vulnerable.
1: Uh huh. WWE. Every time
0: they do this with Roman Reigns, they take one step forward and two steps back.
1: And this is this is the thing that I've been feeling with Roman Reigns is that I came out of WrestleMania and I was like, I was like. What the heck? Why can't why can't y'all just like watch a match? Why can't why yep. why do we gotta hijack this? And then he beats Samoa Joe at the next pay per view. Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe looks amazing when he comes back, and Roman just beats him. Yep. And it's like, did Roman gain anything from that? No. No. And th- I think that's like kind of the the back and forth, and like watching this thing play out with Lashley. It's like, if he just beats Bobby Lashley next week on Raw. People are gonna really be mad again.
0: Yep, but he lost to Bobby Lashley, so it was oh, Roman's yeah. not in this picture now. Okay, so Roman's gonna be in a triple threat. That's fine with the guy who has never gotten a rematch for the He's title that asked for it that he had to give up. Uh huh. And this new, newer—I mean, uh, you know, new in terms of he hasn't been on TV in this run recently in Drew McIntyre long. Um, he looks great. Badass. He looks amazing. Awesome. Well, we're just gonna have Roman win. That was yeah. so fucking st- like.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah.
0: and I and believe me, let me just tell you this, listeners. Um, I I really like Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns is a great worker. Um, I think Roman Reigns has grown leaps and bounds over the past three or four years, and I think Roman Reigns should be the guy to carry the company. So I'm a big Roman Reigns guy. You, Tim, you know this. You're the I'm, biggest Roman Reigns I'm fan that I I'm a huge Roman Reigns fan. But when the writing's on the wall, fucking follow the writing that's on the wall. It's, Roman yeah, yeah, yeah. needs a break. If Roman Reigns, not being hurt, if Roman Reigns went to go film a movie or something like that.
1: The Marine 7. The
0: Marine 7. The Roman 7. Whatever it would be, okay? Um and it would he be was gone
1: seven in roman numerals. Yes. He was gone. The title would say the Marine 7 parentheses. Did you notice that the title is in roman numerals? Fall of the Empire. Roman 7, Adrian's Revenge. <laughs> um
0: if he went away to film a movie or something at SummerSlam. And his music hit at the Royal Rumble, people would cheer. him. Yeah. He would not be booed Yeah, because he'd be like, the, the yes, this main eventer is coming back. Like they do with all men of Vayner's who come back after they leave. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: and that, I don't know. I think he's silly. I think he'd get booze from the same people, but it the, would be. The
0: initial rea- remember when John Cena was hated, hated, comes back at the Royal Rumble, enormous ovation. And ev- his presence, just being there, elicited an Get, astronomical reaction from I the crowd. I get
1: goosebumps. When yes, every I see time
0: it. I see that, an astronomical
1: reaction to the crowd.
0: Now, when he won, he started to get booed. But for those, it, sp- took,
1: it took like it took like three minutes for him to start getting booed. But people again,
0: his magnanimism is mm-hmm. just so much. He's such a draw that the people who hate him and call for his blood were cheering him. Roman could be that figure. Roman could
1: absolutely be that figure, but Roman needs a break. Or does Roman? Roman need to win that belt at Summerslam and be the biggest heel in the company? That's a conversation for a different day. We got we got we got a lot to get through. I love having you here, but well, we can't talk forever. I mean, now you, we got one half of J and J Securities cooped up in the on the other side of the house. I got to open up this living room. Uh... Um, Nakamura.
0: Very Doctor Hibbert laugh of yours,
1: Tim (laughs) defeats Jeff Hardy. That was the best thing on the show. Oh, that was fantastic! And and the follow up on SmackDown, I thought was was great too. Randy comes out and and pulls Jeff Hardy right before he regains his title.
0: If you have not seen that, if you have a Hulu account, or I'm sure WWE has put it up at this point. Watch how brilliantly that shot. Jeff Hardy hits a fantastic swanton bomb. Covers Shinsuke Nakamura. The camera angles don't show anything. Randy Orton is perfect in his positioning. He just pulled him out to the point where I was like, what the fuck? And there's, oh my God, it's Randy. And the crowd goes wild when when they equate what has finally happened. And then Randy Orton... You know, uh, attacks Jeff Hardy and puts his finger in his gauge,
1: and it's vicious. I love that move. I love heel Randy Orton. He's so good. And heel Randy Orton too. Like we got, we got some uh, some deep level ironic love for for Randy Orton just in general on this show and within oh yeah and within our group. Not the most popular guy on the internet, but. Fuck with heel Randy Orton. He's awesome. There's there's no bones about it.
0: He's spectacular.
1: Um, uh, Alexa Bliss defeated Nia Jax. I think that that's. Uh,
0: I thought that stunk. Yeah. Why was Natalia out there? And Ronda Rousey. They, they didn't even explain. Like, no. Nope. Ronda Rousey was a fan who had a ticket, and right. she jumped the railing and. Not a single security guard was anywhere near. Like i just. I had a big problem with that entire thing. I thought that. I stung. think that
1: there was there were a lot of elements to this show that just had a. It seemed like everybody who was in charge of uh, specific spots on this show was doing their own thing. And not everybody came back and, and sat around the big table and figured out, all right, how do we make things, like, cohesive here? Sure. It just seemed like a lot of, like, all right, well, let's put Natalia an there. And, and, yeah, Rhonda's in, in the audience for this one. And- but
0: she's going to come out of the audience.
1: We all knew. We all knew Rhonda was going to come out of the audience and do right. something, which is fine.
0: And, again, this, her, she's a draw. Ronda Rousey is a draw. Absolutely. Everything she does looks intense. She still needs some work on her promos. Yes. But that does not take away. It doesn't matter. When she has that intensity, when she hopped that railing and ran for Alexa Bliss, I thought
1: she wanted to kill Alexa Bliss. And Jesse Jesse was watching and she's just like, her scowl is just unbelievable.
0: Absolutely incredible.
1: Um the bludgeon brothers defeated team hell no which i think was probably a surprise to definitely um and i guess i'm i'm watching thinking like what are, what are they doing here like what's going on but the moment the miz turned uh, his smackdown segment into let's we're done talking about team hell no Let's talk about Daniel Bryan, and let's talk about the fact that Daniel Bar- Bryan's return has, has sucked. been a dud. Yes. Incredible.
0: Absolutely fantastic. That is That continues to be the marquee match, I think, for World Wrestling Entertainment as a whole. I think that's the match that people want to see. Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. There has been not eight, nine, I don't know how many... However many years of buildup, those two guys you can believe don't like each other. Yeah, for very different reasons and for very legitimate reasons. And I mean, we've
1: we've been—can you think of a of a WWE feud where we've been talking about wanting to see two people go at it? For as long as since that talking smack segment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the fact that now we're in a position where, all right, well, Brian can wrestle again. And I think that I go kind of back and forth on like, do I want this to be a real long, do I want to have to wait until WrestleMania before this happens? But the idea that Daniel Bryan faces Miz and then goes on and then is in the position of, challenging for the title again and things like that it makes a lot of sense to have it come now yep the miz has enough uh you know i mean you don't really need to give the miz all that much no. to make a point he believes everything he says absolutely and you know using using uh a, a failed team hill no reunion as as the way to, to
0: which handle. was which was the point i yeah. mean i like from the get-go this It was like, oh, why would you bring Kane back? Oh, you're bringing Kane back for Miz to shit on it. Yeah. Now it makes sense. So three weeks ago when Kane came back, I was like, why the fuck is Kane back? Now after that segment on Tuesday, uh, where, by the way, the Miz continues and everything he does to just excel to the highest order to the point of him walking down the ramp and shaking the hands of the people. On the aisle, like he was in a receiving line at a wake, is everything he does he puts his all into, and he's brilliant
1: absolutely brilliant it's 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 unbelievable what he's done in the past three four years yep the the level that he's reached is yeah
0: monumental it's it, he is he's the only one in world wrestling entertainment who's in his own stratosphere of belief of character, yeah. He's,
1: I mean, and and you look at like, you know, you look at the way, Cody Rhodes talks in New Japan, and it's like those two are yes so on a level absolutely, um, AJ and Rusev great I match it was great match great match um, great match that's a <clears throat>
0: you know we talk a lot about um, how uh, you know every year. Uh, during at, at the Royal Rumble, there's a title match that's, oh, I know for a fact that guy's not going to win, but they're going to put on a great match, you know, dating back to uh, Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle at 2003's Royal Rumble. You knew Benoit was never going to win that match, but goddamn, if they didn't give you one of the best professional wrestling matches there has ever been, uh, you know, and. The, the year after when Brock Lesnar fought Hardcore Holly. You knew Hardcore Holly was never going to win, but this is a position that you could give to Hardcore Holly because no one's buying the Royal Rumble for Brock Lesnar versus Hardcore Holly. Right. Uh, this is a perfect position for Rusev to be in. And him losing that match and looking great while doing it, by the way, putting you know heat on the relationship with him and Aiden English... Uh, I I thought everything that was in that match was great. I loved everything about it, and I loved the fallout from this past week as and well. And
1: I, I think that I, I think Rusev loses a lot, but you know the fact that he kicks out of you know what happens after that buckle spot. It takes more than that for for AJ to go over. Um, yeah, you know I I've always been a big proponent of just the the champion. Faces someone new every month, the way Shawn Michaels did in in 1996 before he lost his smile. Go through the In Your Houses, and it's just whoever's got the belt is facing somebody new. Someone each new, month. yeah. And and I I love that concept for especially for you know I think the the working title as it is on. Uh, On AJ, I want to see AJ wrestle everybody. And I
0: mean, the perfect example was this past Tuesday with him and Andrade Cien Almas in a fantastic match that was the cherry on the ice cream. You didn't get anything that those two can do with each other. Yeah. You got a just a taste uh-huh. So I, I you know not think it just never put two and two together It was like I, I need to see a 25 minute AJ Styles versus Andrade WWE title match and I preview. was so it was so down with that match so I great. thought it was
1: the best that he's looked on WWE. Like who's that? Far and away, Andrade. Oh, definitely. Like for sure. You know the fact that that we get the the Tranquilo spot too mm-hmm. was just like oh man. If you're if you're not like if you're not locked in on this guy, if you're a casual WWE fan, what he's doing in the ring with AJ right now, it's crisp. It's got a lot of personality. Mm-hmm. Like I think that I think that when the time is right with him they're just going to push him in the stratosphere. There's so much happening right now. There's yeah. so much happening on SmackDown, so much happening on Raw, and new guys coming in like especially the NXT guys that we love so much. It's like in time. In I'm, time.
0: Next week they they tease that Paige will announce who AJ Styles SummerSlam opponent's going to be. I can't if I'm a casual fan, I can't wait to see what that announcement is because I don't know who it could be. Yeah. You know? Okay, so Rusev's gone. It's maybe they'll maybe they'll do Samoa Joe. Maybe they'll do Samoa Joe. Maybe they'll do. I love that, dude. It'd be so tight. Uh, But like, you know, what could they do for it? It's there's so many options there. Could they do Daniel Bryan? Sure, because if the Miz is always going to be the Miz will be Daniel Bryan's Joker until the last day. They can always go back to it. But if Daniel Bryan wants to come out and face AJ Styles for the title, Daniel yeah. Bryan's going to face AJ Styles for the, the title.
1: Miz, the Miz can yell about it. Yeah. The Miz, the Miz will always be able to justify his existence. Absolutely. And, and, and Daniel can do his thing. And, you know, that's a match that I would love to see. Um, you know, it's, I think that it's an exciting time in wrestling right now. And I think that's something that they've done really well. Over the past six months or so Which is, They're just raising everybody I think
0: it can be an exciting Like it, it might be an exciting time in wrestling But I also think that they could set you up For complete and utter disappointment
1: They have that ability Yes They sure do
0: Let's not forget how Everyone thought going into That Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view Oh my god Roman and Samoa Joe Is going to be incredible <laughs> I'm sorry Brock and Samoa Joe Is going to be absolutely incredible and the buildup was great, and the heat during the ring announcer ring announcements was awesome, and the first two minutes was awesome, and then six minutes of Brock could have given a shit. Yeah, you know. Um, so I think it's it's there. The potential for the SummerSlam card is there to be great. I think I felt the same way about SummerSlam last year, and I was disappointed.
1: I couldn't even I couldn't even tell you what happened in SummerSlam <clears> last year.
0: Uh, there was a. F- Brock, Braun, Joe, and Roman were in a four way together. She's um,
1: got she's got something that she's stoked about down there. I know, but Chloe's going uh, wild. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and that, that's the other thing about Braun too. Not to fully open it up, Braun's had how many chances against Brock? It's just it's it's not a, it's having the money in the
0: bank on Braun Strowman. It was the Least interesting possibility for the eight guys that were in that match.
1: We were we were watching it, and I think the the consensus on our on our on our row, no, our section, no, pretty much the entire half of the arena that we were on, because we're the best. Is as long as it's not Bobby Roode, and as long as it's not Braun. Yeah. And then it was Braun. And then it was Braun. Um. And I think that is—I think that's the—that's our producer saying (coughs) that it's that it's time to wrap up.
0: Do you? Um. And this is very easy because you can cut this if you need to. Do you want to talk about Hulk Hogan? (sighs)
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, I think. uh, I think that that would be a good thing to do. Um, Hulk Hogan's reinstated in the Hall of Fame. uh, Was at Extreme Rules. Talked to the. Uh, the locker room about and this is a point that Titus O'Neill was very uh, keen on making yeah the he new day as his well. statement today his message to the to the locker room wasn't uh not to say hateful horrific things it's to make sure to be aware because you don't know who's recording you in this day and age which is i think a testament to uh what hulk hogan has learned about you know this whole affair is that he thinks he's a victim and i yep. you know i i don't really think that uh Hulk hogan is a is a person that i would like to interact with
0: yeah i would agree with
1: that um so you know i didn't can I open up a can of
0: worms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think there are a lot of people that are going to boo Hulk Hogan that are going to not forgive Hulk Hogan for this. But there are a lot of people who were already super quick to forgive him when they announced that greatest news of the year. He's been reinstated. We're going to get to see Hulk Hogan in a WWE ring again. You know, um, And this actually goes back to a conversation that, because this has been rumored for some time, um, and almost happened a couple of times this year. Um, this goes back to something that Jesse Scott and I talked about in New Orleans. Um, you know, Hulk Hogan is going to be booed and should be booed um, by a lot of people. Um, I th- I feel like a lot of those people, if Stone Cold Steve Austin's music hit, would go shit.
1: Yeah.
0: And... I, I just wonder where's the where's the line for the um I don't, it's a, hmm, socially conscious wrestling fan right is the way I would probably describe where where's the line?
1: Well, I think that you know what and this is something that this is a conversation that I've kind of an adjacent conversation that I've had like pretty frequently is you know we're living in a we're living in a time where uh, a lot of the things that you know a lot of the media that you may care about or have cared deeply about throughout your life we're finding out that some fucking bad people are behind it yep and everybody is you know if you're if you're aware and empathetic you're kind of having to you know wrestle with a a number of you know foundational pieces of art in your life that you know you find out come from people who shitty did people despicable things I don't know if you can put much objectivity to literally the way the way you interpret anything you know the the relationship that i have with uh you know a record that is made by one person versus a record who is made by a person and both of these people did the exact same thing i'm going to have different relationships with you know both parties and sure. both products sure i Annie Hall is one of my favorite movies that's ever been made. I will never watch it again. Yeah, there are, you know, I don't want to open to. I don't want to open a a can of worms to someone who's going to have a a disagreeing, who's going to disagree with something that I'm the you know thinking. You know what? Somewhere down the line, I'll probably I might watch this movie again. Yeah. I might watch this TV show again. Sure, I might sure. listen to this record again. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go out of my way to to tell someone like, Hey, you know what? I I I watched the third season of Louis again. It's great. It's it's amazing what he did there. I'm not. I'm not gonna go so far. But you know, I think that. I think that everybody's got a a unique and individual relationship with something and it's you know i mean with with this sort of thing it's it's got so much to do with like who you were and what you were going through and yeah. you you want to talk about like like punk music this is the shit that like saves a lot of people's lives right. so you know i don't i don't think that it's any place to go and say like you know what I don't care if that brand new record means a lot to you. Like what that guy did was disgusting mm-hmm. and if you if you want to listen to it, that means that you're supporting a disgusting person. Yeah. That's that's not a that's not a good hill to die on and it's really not anybody's place to to make judgments. On the stone cold and Hulk Hogan front, absolutely there is there is such a flaw in the fact that Stone Cold Steve Austin, bad fucking guy, did real bad shit. Yeah. And, and, and if I was, uh, if I didn't grow up with Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, I think, I don't think I would, uh, I, you know, I, I'm giving him a pass and I know it. I don't, I, I'm not, th- I I'm not giving it to Hulk Hogan because he's not a part of of my childhood in the way that Stone Cold Steve Austin. was. Sure, sure. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going out and flying the Austin flag. Right, right, right. Absolutely.
0: And I think mm-hmm. I think that's just a the, the reason I just want to bring that up is because I've like I've been thinking about it a lot this week when you asked me to do this and uh, the Hogan news came out it was like I, like I think this is a really interesting point because it's like we're sitting here and people are saying fuck hulk hogan um he's a racist piece of shit which he is there's no question about that um uh fuck him i'm never gonna cheer for him i can't wait to go to the next wwe nxt show like and i think that's the Think of the the corporation of World Wrestling Entertainment. Right. It's like, fuck Hulk Hogan. Um, So when he comes out at WrestleMania, I'm going to boo him. But I'm going to pay my $9.99 a month for the WWE Network... And all that stuff, and I think, and and so I mean,
1: so, I mean, we get in, we we, we get into like absolutely, you know, you're you're paying nine ninety nine a month for for someone who's in the Trump cabinet, literally in yeah. the cabinet, yeah, you know,
0: and that's and I think that's that is something that it was it was uh, somebody asked me that it's like how can you be a socially conscious person person and support World Wrestling Entertainment, and my response is I have no defense to you, yeah, I have none. Other than the fact that this has been this is one of my favorite things on earth and I'm going to continue doing I'm I'm making a sacrifice to my personal beliefs in order to do this. And I'll look at you and tell you that I will continue to do that. You know, we have flown all over the country to go to world wrestling entertainment shows. And if you called me tomorrow and said, let's go to LA for the next WWE show, I would say yes, absolutely, let's go. Like there would be no question in my mind about it. Uh, now, does that make me an asshole? I, I don't know. That's for someone else to decide. Then someone else can absolutely say that.
1: I mean, is someone else you know? Are can you t- say that, but it's like, all right, well, like let's sit down and let's let's talk about like the things you, you know, love. You know, like and and I guess it's just like this is a thought that I've been having a lot lately this is a this fucking scary time absolutely this is this is a a real a real dense time to exist and i mean you you can think until your head spins and then what you should do is you should look down at your feet that are on a spinning earth that is fucking melting right now and we're doing nothing about it i think that every every person who has uh who is in a position to do something about what's happening in the world and in within what you consume um to you know help you know Fight the fight the people that are that are that are selling out your life, but also to to fight against uh, um, uh, abusers and and people who who are just standing on top and and kicking people down and are taking advantage of their position within entertainment within music. In pro wrestling. In pro wrestling, you know, everybody who has agency should take full agency of, of who they are and their ability to do something about that. But also we're fucking, we're, we're having to do this 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. It's not, it's not your fault that you need something to fucking make you happy. Right. And, and it's important to be conscious about, how you do that, and 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 who you're getting it from, and and all of that, but like fucking let me let me enjoy something, and let yourself enjoy something, you know, as as far as far as Hulk Hogan goes, I I knew that that guy was racist. He's fucking from Florida, and he's and he's sixty five years old. Of course he's racist. Sure. Um, I I don't want to see him on TV, and I'll boo him, but. You know, am I, am I going to, I don't got, I don't got time for fucking Hulk Hogan in my life. Yeah. I think that the new day and Titus O'Neill said really powerful, really powerful statements. Um, you know, and especially, you know, the way that they talk about their kids Mm -hmm. and just being like any, any motherfucker who's gonna, who's gonna tell my kids that that they're not special and important. I don't got time for them. And I feel like that that's with, when it comes to shit like this, I don't got time for them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to support him in, in, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let him take away my enjoyment of, of something that for me, it's good. And I want goodness and I want to spread goodness. And when I take in goodness, I think I give it out too. That's where I'm at on all of it. I'm with you, man. It sucks. It sucks that there's shitty people. It sucks that there's there's fuckboys that that try and get in my fucking way, get in all of our ways. Um, I would like to never see Hulk Hogan again. But Hulk Hogan's going to be on your TV? Fucking, like, yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. He's going to be on TV. Fuck him. He took away Gawker from me. I, I already wanted to get this guy fucking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want my to know? My life what? without Gawker has not been as fruitful as my life with Gawker. Do you want to know when I decided that I
0: hated Hulk Hogan? The very day that Macho Man Randy Savage
1: died. Oh, he's on there right away.
0: Oh, oh, it's so great. Savage wasn't pronounced dead yet. And he was like, we were so close to Reckless Island, brother. And, you know, me and Mach, me and Randy, we were going to be great friends. And we were going to start talking again and doing all this stuff again. It's like, motherfucker, he's not cold yet. Yeah. Like, fuck you. So that's when I hated Hulk Hogan.
1: Yeah. You know, you know, when I hated him when he fucking pulled Sid Justice out of the ring and fucking let Ric Flair win the Royal Rumble 1992. That's not what a good guy does. Hogan's always been a bad guy. Bobby Heenan was right. When One of my favorite moments Bobby in Heenan professional was right. wrestling, and we, we, we can close on this note, is is when Hulk Hogan turns for the NWO and Bobby Heenan just starts screaming, I told you. I've been telling you for years. This guy's bad. He's very good. Postmarked them. Uh, this has been episode number fifteen. Uh, meta perspectives and professional wrestling. Watching ourselves watching wrestling. Pat Creed. Hey Tim. God damn! It's I. We haven't done a podcast together since what? 2013? Thirteen. In my in my shitty little closet room yeah. right after I got my Shawn Michaels tattoo. I remember
0: when you walked out of the house to go get that Shawn Michaels tattoo.
1: Yep. I, 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 I walked home and I had $200 less in my bank account and still had all the same problems.
0: Next time Scott's uh, moving again, if he's got to you know move to another toilet or whatever it may be, and you need a fill-in, you just let me know.
1: Yeah, we can go and watch and move together.
0: We can watch and move together. You gotta and, see
1: this place. I don't know where they're gonna put the TV, but maybe by next week we might know. Uh, hopefully
0: not like opposite a window because then there's just gonna be glare. I mean, and, this
1: is bad enough,
0: but, you know.
1: Hey, uh, for all y'all out there still listening, uh, it's been a ding-dang pleasure uh, having you having you come by every week. Subscribe to it on Podcasts stitcher but you got anything to plug
0: no man uh, the only thing i just want to say is that uh, tim and the listener uh, all the well listeners there's probably more than one i would hope so. Um, tim and all the listeners of postmarked them. Uh, the pleasure of course has been all yours John, well, be
2: back next week next week and i teach kid in first grade Thought i saw you on the road last night